0: we'll start i'm sure others will be coming in if you get the word out for these next two meetings well today can't do anything about it but if we can actually try to be here at 25 after we need the full hour there's a lot going on just pass that word out i don't i'll be honest with you i don't have a lot of faith for it (laughs) we're creatures of habit we're we're going to be this will get going 10 minutes late (laughs) so let me pray Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given to us, uh, your Sabbath day, which you have given us to rest, but not just to rest, but to worship you, spirit and truth, to come together as the family of God, and even now talk about family business. Um, So be present in our midst, guide this time, this is your time, this is your meeting. I pray that those who are speaking and those who are asking questions, that we would just be very sensitive to what your spirit has for us today. And uh, just a real sensitivity to each other that we would listen well and that we would be able to get the information and have a nice dialogue back and forth. Uh, Thank you for leading this congregation for over 33 years. We look forward to how you're going to lead us in the future. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so if you, everybody has a docket. There's dockets in the back. Um, You'll see from the docket we're going to, Scott and Marie are going to, talk about the succession plan that you heard John announce his retirement last week. And then we'll, we'll take an extended period of time for questions for you if you have them. I'm sure you do. And then Gina has some information for us about VBS. Uh, and then the last thing you'll see is we'll, we'll hand out, De- Dexter Hamilton is being recommended for Elder. And next week um, he'll come before you guys if you get to answer, ask him any questions you want. We're very excited to recommend him to you Um, so uh, the other word you need to get out is we need a quorum next we're going to vote so we need a quorum and last i remember last time we were voting we were going next door pulling in members who were you you know the youth members and so let's just get the word out that we need full attendance next week okay scott you want to come up here brother
1: I, I'm assuming most of you have heard, whether you were at church last Sunday or not, that uh, Pastor John uh, announced that his his plans for retirement. Um, could I just have one of them? Mike? Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, so the uh, this was not a surprise to the. Church, or it might, it might have been a surprise to you. It was not a surprise to the to the session. Uh, we've been, as John mentioned, we've been kind of planning for this for some period of time, not knowing how how God would lead. Um, and uh, but we've been talking it, you know, maybe for five years, I mean, you know, in one form or another, um, because um, we knew that this was coming. Um, so we really started probably in, in in the fall, started really focusing on this in depth. Um, Pastor John gave us a, a definite timeline to, um, of when he plans to retire. And so based on that, we've been working as uh, the session and the elders' council together. as kind of a transition team to just get started, to talk about how is this all going to work, try to put together some kind of a... Uh, notional timeline of how to proceed. Uh, We selected last Sunday as being the right time for the announcement because we wanted uh, to be able to have the announcement out there so that when we're meeting in congregational meetings, we could talk about it. Um, And I'll be the first one to say, nobody knows how the transition is going to go. God does, But, but none of us do. So we can make all kinds of plans, but God will... We'll direct our steps. Um, Our game plan right now is our plan is to have two teams. Um, One will be, as you would imagine, a search committee or a search team. That's main job is to find the next senior pastor. Um, That's pretty common. And then the second team that we'll have is what we're calling a transition team. And the purpose of that team, and Marie will speak more about that, is really to care for the congregation during this transition, uh, to care for John and Shelly as they uh, prepare to make their exit, uh, as well as to help the the new senior pastor and and his family or whatever to make their transition into the church, as well as to care for the congregation, because changes are hard, transitions can be difficult. So we're really going to be looking for two teams of people that will be focused on those two tasks: one, to find a senior pastor; and second, to care for the congregation. In addition to the the normal ways that we pastor the congregation, so the one piece of paper you have here is a uh, it's called search committee timeline, includes session oversight tasks, and this is just a timeline that we had worked out um, what this might look like. And I'll just hit a few of the highlights. Um, course, in January, John made his announcement. Uh, we're meeting today, um, to communicate this to the congregation more carefully. We'll be seeking nominations from you. That's one of the handouts you should have gotten, uh, is a nomination form because we, we want, um, specifically we're looking for, uh, nominations for the search committee, but both are on the sheet because we want the search committee to get started soon. So, uh, we're going to be looking for your nominations. Um. Then in February we'll be talking through who the the congregation has nominated. We'll look at the overall list, and we'd like to have the search committee seated by March, mid-March. Um, and their initial focus will be working out a job description, personal characteristics. You know, who is this pastor that we're trying to to hire, and uh, put together something that we can eventually put out on the street. So that will really, we're assuming that will probably take about three months to really come up with a, a good. Um, plan, a search plan, job description, characteristics, salary range, benefits, uh, interview uh, questions, uh, a contact plan. So that we're, we're uh, asking the search committee then by the June session meeting to kind of submit an overall plan to the session. And then starting in July, we'll <clears throat> go out and put the word out on the street. We're seeking to hire a senior pastor, and um, it'll, we'll kind of go from there with uh, regular reports from the... The search committee and the transition committee, um, on two month intervals. Certainly, the September congregational meeting, uh, November, January, the co- congregational meeting, and um, and then this wasn't communicated at least clearly last week, uh, as Pastor John indicated. April two thousand eighteen is when he goes on sabbatical. Uh, he has a sabbatical coming, and rather it's actually I think supposed to be this year, but we said that doesn't make a lot of sense to have have him go on sabbatical in twenty seventeen. So we're just moving his sabbatical to 2018. So really, he, he will go on sabbatical uh, at the end of tw- April 2018, but he'll still be on the payroll um, until the end of August 2018. Um, so that's just another thing that we have to think about as we, as we make this transition budget-wise. Like if we, uh, would we have the money to hire someone in April of 2018 um, because we'd still be paying um, John. So those are some of the the, uh, the factors we're thinking about, um, and we'll certainly have time for questions and answers. I'm sure there's some things I, I didn't say. Let me just say a few words about the search committee. Uh, we've kind of decided that uh, we're looking for about nine people, and we're looking for it to be a, a very diverse committee. Uh, we're looking for certainly diversity gender-wise. We're looking for diversity age-wise. We'd like significant amount of the committee to be under the age of 40, because they're the ones who are going to live with the next senior pastor longer than, than some of us who are on the older side. Um, and we also want it to be diverse uh, racially and, and ethnically, um, because that's the vision for our church, to be a um, multi-ethnic church. So um, as you think about nominating people for the search committee, those think, think diversity. We're looking to, to have a, a wide uh, set of views, I guess, uh, represented on that search committee. Um, So at this point in time, I'm going to let Marie just say a few words about the Transition Committee. Did everyone get the second sheet, which is the Transition Committee? I'm not sure this side got it.
2: Good morning. Uh, It's probably pretty obvious why we need a search team, and in some ways, it's pretty obvious what their task is it's to find a new pastor for our church. Um, uh, That's not a simple task in any way. I don't mean to minimize it, it's a huge task, but uh, the transition team is a little more nebulous, what it might mean. So um, there's a sheet that really goes into detail, kind of what the vision of it would be. I can't say succinctly what it is, but I can tell you the need that I think it's going to address. and it's pretty much, how do we support three spheres, of, like have three f- spheres of influence. One is how do we help John and Shelley and their family um, in this transition to the next step, his retirement and things like that. Um, the, the biggest sphere is the congregation. Because change is gonna happen and each one of us deals with it differently often. And sometimes that can impact even the bigger whole. So it's to kind of every once in a while check in, like how are you guys doing? With this, um, because that's actually change often doesn't do institutions in. It's the transition and how people are responding to it that can really um, sabotage it. Um, and then the third part of sphere of influence would be the the incoming pastor and his family. Um, so we're looking for four to five members, um, more at least as we're envisioning it now, like a steering committee, because underneath those three spheres, there's gonna be specific things that would need to be done that the committee won't be able to do by themselves, as in, how are we gonna party? So, um, to me, that's a big question. I'm looking forward to it. But definitely, we need people to help do that. Um, So, we're taking nominations for that also. The committee will start in May. Um, and, and if you have any questions, read through the sheet. You can talk to me or Scott.
0: Okay. You guys did a good job, man. Nice and concise. Um, I'm impressed. Okay. Uh, This is your time. I need somebody to pass around the mic for me. I'm going to stay up here. We're taping this for people who can't be there, so my job, one of my jobs, is to repeat the question into the mic. So, Can I have somebody? You want to? Thanks, Mike. So over the years, one of the things that you've communicated to us is that you want more time for yourself in these congregational meetings not just ten minutes to ask your questions. We've really heard you. We've changed the format of our congregational meetings because of it. And so we have, this is your time. Go ahead, Lee. And I'll ask the elders, if they can, to come up here with me. Um, Because I don't plan on answering. Hold on for just a second, Lee. I'm not going to be the only one answering questions. We, and I, I won't even need to repeat them because, if, yeah, if you have the mic, that'll go through just like normal, too, right? Okay.
3: Yeah, Got I'm me. just wondering if there's
4: a, um, a consideration of uh, looking at our staffing needs uh, as part of
5: this effort.
0: There is. We have a staffing committee in place. Um, Mike Delvecchio is heading that up. They're going to have a recommendation for us. Uh, they've already done quite a bit of work. They're going to have a recommendation for us by the end of this month, correct? Um, and we'll get that information into your hands. So that's another thing that you've communicated pretty clearly to us, that um, that do we, have a, do we have too many staff? Do we not have enough staff? Those type of issues have been on your heart for a while. We've heard that as well. Um, it's, it's really the whole reason we started the whole vision and mission process, redoing that. So we have a clear understanding of where we're heading and how to staff that vision and mission. So I know I've taught to Mike and I know that um, they've been working with the new vision and mission and it's been, they've been interacting with it for our future staffing needs. Those staffing needs are for when John retires. That's the primary focus. Obviously that has an impact on the present as well. So there's going to have to have that kind of communication.
2: When you guys do find someone that I don't know, we all approve or whatever, how, maybe Scott can just repeat his timeline, but how much transition time is given for John to train or implement the new person? And if it takes longer to find someone, how much of John's sabbatical is he willing to give up to help transition? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I heard a subtle zero behind me. Um. um, Do I have to repeat the the question? No, no. Okay. Um, So that's a little bit of the we don't know. I mean, we could put the word out and we could have the perfect candidate this summer, and then we sit there and say, oh, now what do we do? Um, But it could take a lot longer than that, too. So we don't really know um, know, what is ideal. You know, it it would be ideal to have someone come and – and learn the ropes under pastor John for some period of time uh, that would mean you as a congregation would have to step up giving because we'd be paying two different salaries for senior pastor and senior pastor in training we don't know if that's something you as a congregation want to do you know financially um, that would be ideal but um, we've also thought about interim you know what if we don't find a new senior pastor by September of 2018 what would we do as far as an interim if it takes that long it experiences of churches are very are, are varying and some churches spend several years looking for a new senior pastor um, some, some it happens very quickly so it's we're going to have to kind of play it you know a, as it comes we don't really have a rock solid plan
0: I mean yeah, just be aware that sabbatical means a certain amount of rest but we'll we'll deal with those things as we. John
6: wants to comment. Let me just, um, just a follow up. Um, I feel like I I want to I want to invest in the new pastor, uh, whoever he is, whenever he arrives, and I'll be off the scene here at the end of April. You won't see me, but I'll still be around. And my heart is if. Uh, whenever the next pastor comes in, I am going to do what I can from my end to be sure he knows that I would love to spend time with him. I'd like to, he can pick my brain. We can just—I just want to spend time with him as he would like to do that. So I'll be available, even though I won't be here on on, on site. I want to be available to him.
2: I was just wondering, as a congregation, should we set aside a Sunday morning to have, I don't know if you want to call it a concert of prayer or just a moment that us as a congregation are praying for this one thing?
0: Um, That's a very good idea. We don't have that planned right now. We have the concert of prayer on the 29th, which is focused on uh, a number of the things, the vision and mission. Uh, But, yeah, I think that's a great idea, and we'll try to make that happen. Yeah, we'll have to have concerted times of prayer for this, for sure.
4: <clears throat> so, uh, John, um, I don't, maybe you addressed this already and I missed it. Do you plan on, where do you plan on going to church after your, you leave?
6: I'll be wearing a mask and I'll be up in the balcony. <laughs> that's my first choice. No. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. We don't. The, the short answer is we don't know yet. Um, what we do know, um, and th- this is hard uh, for Shelley and me, um, it, the conventional wisdom is that uh, when you've been a long-time pastor, as I have here, um, you need to disappear when the next guy comes. And I see the, the wisdom of that, so we're going to do that. Um, at some point, our heart's desire is to to come back and to be part of this church, because this is our family. I mean, I mentioned last week, I, you know, this is our family. This is the church that we've been part of for 33 years now. And, um, But that's going to be, that's not going to be driven by me. It's going to really be led by the session and the new pastor. At, at some point after I'm, I step down in April, maybe six, eight months after that, I'll I'll probably touch base with the session. If there's a new pastor, hopefully we'll have a chance to talk and we'll do that as much as he would like. And we'll try to just kind of feel our way along, you know. I think at the very minimum, we'll probably be gone for a year. And and depending on the circumstances, uh, we've counted the cost that we, it may be that we won't be back here. But we're hoping we can be, we'll see. We'll just have to see, It's that's not in our hands. So we will um, we will find a place to worship. We we don't know at this point what that will be, but somewhere around here.
4: So John, so there's the there's also the issue of what your contact with the church and will you completely disappear for a year or will you have social relationships and how how does that impact the new situation, new pastor, new ministry things? Uh,
6: I will completely disappear. Yes. Um and I w- but I will be available. I will I will if if the elders want to consult with me or the new pastor want I mean I'm you have my number. <laughs> but I'm more concerned about being in you know being in the way and in ways that you might not ever be able to predict it it just can happen. So I really want the next guy to succeed. So I want to invest in him as he want, as he desires that, but it'll be off off the scene. Um, so, and then if we do come back if, in God's providence, if that's the plan, then I'll be both Shelly and I if, if we are able to come back, then we're going to want to be involved in some, you know, in serving just like every other member of the church. That's we're gonna we're gonna try to uh, at least I am. She already she kno- Shelley already knows this, but I have to learn a whole new role, <laughs> you know. So I'll probably need at least a year to even start on that. So yeah.
0: the
7: mic. Just to follow up a little, I'm not sure exactly what John means. <laughs> um, uh, About the disappearing, him disappearing, because I thought I heard Tim saying just socially, like, I don't know if John means he's not talking to anybody again. If he ran into you in the grocery store, now he doesn't go to the grocery store, so there's no, um, but I'm planning to maintain the friendships that I have with, you know, primarily women, um, now, of course, a lot of those friendships, I see them on Sundays or I see them at Bible study. It's not like I have 15 people that I call every day. But, so, of course, some of that you lose because you're not crossing paths in those handy ways. Um, but, I, I, you know, so I do have, you know, I, I have a lot of friends.
0: And then we then we'll go to Sue Henderson.
4: I'm going to have this mic for a while. <laughs> uh, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's bigger than I am. <laughs> um, well, the reason I ask that is it's not just your presence here, and uh, but it's also, you know, the the impact that you already have just outside the church, social relationships, and how that'll be perceived inside the church and you know there's so many so many uh underneath issues like that so that's why i ask it
6: yeah i appreciate that um i, I think it's i think shelly and i uh you know we're we're in a little bit different place about that and i think for me i just have to work hard at taking off the pastor hat so um, you know, we'll, I'll be learning as I go. Um, so we'll, we'll be seeking to worship somewhere where we can really, you know, be nourished. Um, and, you know, there, I'm going to be looking to find my, my primary kind of supports. You know, like I have people in my life who are a support to me. And I, I'm going to be looking to find that in that season... Um, primarily outside the church, just because it can be difficult for people to not want me to put the the pastor hat back on if it's people from the church, and it'll be hard for me to not put the the pastor hat back on. I just have to recognize that about myself.
5: I have two questions. One is a follow-up with that. For Shelly, my goodness, Shelly, you do so much. So um, will there be some people, some well i just want to encourage you to to have the support you need to transition in terms of how to do that like making a list i mean that's just a simple thing making a list of all that you do and looking at how to transition that to other people but so don't feel like you have to. if you need people around you to help you do that please get help for that um and well thank you for oh my goodness all that you do (laughs) um about that but I guess we have to Um, and the second question is just to Mike Delvecchio about the search no the staffing thing since we just joined with new city uh, the new city um, network Network. will have you had time to have or will you have time to have their input in that um, staffing
8: no, that didn't work out. Okay. But we did talk to a lot of other people. We um, the, the um, committee has been very diligent. I don't know if the, you want other names. You can clap for me if you want. But um, they've worked very hard, and we've reached out a lot. I've reached. I've ta- probably talked to a half dozen other people, mostly around the city and stuff here. So we did not get direct input from uh, New City because of the timing of it. But um, but yes, we did get a lot of input. And
0: New City Network, uh, New City Church from Chattanooga. Randy Neighbors, who is the father-in-law to Kimiko Trot, and Kimiko Neighbors. Um, <clears throat> the elders felt like because there is really no New Life Network anymore, that we needed some support in our ministry, urban ministry. Uh, it was originally Bob Hames's idea to look into the New City Network. Uh, so Randy Neighbors retired. So he's already been through this process, by the way. Um, and he and he's he formed this network along with a gentleman named Robert Blevins, and it's about it's over seventy churches now nationwide and in Canada. Actually, that's not true. It's also in Africa. Um, urban churches serving the poor, for example, very focused on serving the poor in urban areas. And we felt like it was a wise idea to join with them, um, and so we did. and We've already had our first. The leaders, mainly the elders and the deacons had our first training with them on uh, this past Saturday, not yesterday, but, but a week ago. Uh, it was very, very encouraging. John and I spent some time with them. Um, Randy explained to us how they did transition at New City, and uh, they committed. So there, what that will look like is regular training for leadership, but also um, ministry leaders in the church, anybody who really wants to participate in their training, we can talk about that at another time. Uh, we 'll talk about that actually next week when we talk, talk about our initiatives for this coming year, um, but one of the things that was really encouraging randy is like we 've done this we did it well uh, by god 's grace, and we commit ourselves to walking with you through this process so we didn 't have the input for the staffing needs, but we will have their constant input for for the transition yeah. you have to be speaking of Mike. You have to speak into the mic or it won't be taped. Who has Yep, um, Pam, you can go after Brian. Yep. <clears throat> go ahead, Brian.
3: So um, my question was, um, we've just established a new uh, mission, vision, um, uh, motto, and, and are making decisions about staffing changes and hoping in about a little over a year to bring on a new pastor. How much leeway will the new pastor have to shake up that structure that we've just created in terms of shaking up the mission vision uh, staffing structure budget um, uh, whatever it, it seems almost a little bit uh, like we maybe did things in reverse order, like um, I would think with a new uh, pastor that we would then want to establish a new mission vision model yeah, that, budget framework right. staffing etc, so
0: Randy. Randy, the first thing he said to us is he was very encouraged that we had already been through that staffing process. I mean, through the vision process. He said, because that'll define the person you'll bring in. And then that person has to have some... The the person should not have the freedom to completely change the culture of your church. He said, that would be disastrous. But that person has to have enough freedom to put their fingerprints on it. And that's the freedom we'll give them. So he... Um, he, he said he thought we did it the correct way. I'm not saying that for a pat on the back, but uh, I was <laughs> encouraged because it's always nice to see that you're moving in a direction. So, yeah, I, um, a new person is going to mean new changes no matter what. But that that vision will help us and mission will help us look for that person. Does that make sense? So, yeah.
9: so I have a question to ask. Um that may. I hope. I hope it's okay to ask. It is. Okay. Unless
0: it's heretical or something. No.
9: Well, my question <laughs> is this: um, Is it okay? First of all, is new, new community, new is city? It, is it? Is it just Presbyterian? No. Okay. So that, that leads me to the next question: um, Would it be? Is it possible that the new pastor would not? They have to be Presbyterian.
1: We are uh, a member of the Presbyterian Church in America, and the new pastor would have to be ordainable within the Presbyterian Church in America. So that means they're Presbyterian, they're Reformed. So does that answer your question? Or?
0: Yeah, our goal is not to get out of the PCA. It's just starting to get better. <laughs> I want to be around for the good stuff. Um but and, and the New City Network is made up of a lot of um, PCA churches. I would say mostly PCA churches. Um, the thing that's so helpful to us is they're connected in giving leadership to non-white leaders in the PCA, which is so desperately needed in our, in our situation but in, in the denomination as well. And so that's growing, for example, African-American pastors, Latino pastors, Asian pastors. Who's next, you mean, or you? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I didn't know if you are go ahead.
4: I uh, just wanted to ask, do you remember Randy mentioning, re- mentioning the MSW suggestion he had for sort of a Dave Apple position? Do you remember that during the meeting?
0: I don't remember that. Specifically. Does anyone?
4: Mas- master of Social Work, uh, Dave Apple is a full-time uh, mm-hmm. deacon leader on staff down at 10th. And Randy was suggesting every church do that, and I was just wondering if that's something yes. anybody thought of and cared about. That's all.
8: Yes, we thought of that. <laughs> no, the staffing committee thought of that. I mean, as you might imagine, um, there's a multiple pressures upon you know, our staffing. You give me a blank check, and I'll, this will be an easy job. But um, Anyway, so yeah, we thought of that. There's no question. Um, And, again, we'll be presenting our kind of, there'll be wish lists of sorts and then maybe a little bit more tempered list uh, proposals that we'll be submitting to the session um, later this month. It'll probably be the next session meeting in February, but we're shooting to have it done at the end of this month. But, yeah, we thought about that.
0: Um, Manny first. You kind of, if nobody else has any. Uh, Manny. Manny.
9: The first question is informational. Um, You said for the search committee, you're looking for nine individuals, and for the um, transition team, you're looking for four or five. Is that correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The... Second question regards the transition team, and I don't know how to put the, put the question, but I'll just say it. In the event you don't find a senior pastor within the established time frame, and you have to go to an interim pastoral type person, would the transition team also take responsibility for that?
0: Um. That would be more the elders taking responsibility for that with input from the transition team.
3: Yeah,
0: Scott. Yep. All right, Tim gets another crack. Go ahead. Oh, nope, sorry. (laughs) Tim, Brian has another question. (laughs) Go ahead, Tim. Hey man, if nobody else has questions. Go for it. You can have the So there's
4: not only the issue of the pastor, uh, new pastor being able to put his fingerprints on things, but also our ability to influence him and what, um, you know, the way he ministers and the things that he thinks about in terms of his congregation. So I think it's important to think both ways, Um, and maybe that's the the province of the search committee or something like that. Um, So anyway thank you
0: anyone else Brian, i do have another crack if it's oh yeah.
3: tim did you already have a chance to address what the tim Bathurst uh, the uh, tim possibilities Bath- are the tim Bathurst question really, uh, moving forward
0: um yeah we did um in simple form <clears throat> we, we we both at both the session and myself felt like it should be somebody else um I'm willing to serve if that's what the Lord wants, but neither one, neither myself or this session, feels like that's what um, is needed. We think it should be somebody younger with fresh ideas. I think Sue Sponsor said it pretty much. She spoke something similar to my own heart. It's—I've been here a long time myself, and um, on and off 25 years, and it's time for somebody different. And so, yes, we did address it, and that, that was our conclusion. But you know how these things work. Sometimes you think you're doing what the Spirit's leading, and if, lead, if God leads differently, then we'll, we'll approach that. But our direction
3: is to find somebody different. And your current role continuing your current role? Well,
0: we're waiting for the staffing committee um, recommendations on how many pastors. If I were a betting man, I would say they would ask me to stick around. But we'll have to wait and see for those recommendations uh, I am willing um, and hopeful that they'll still call an associate and that I can stick around. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I want to I wanna be around for, to see what's next and help with that, uh, if, if God wills that. Um, that would be my desire of my heart. Um, that's not um, – it's, it's, it's an odd experience already for me because I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to what's next. But I'm already aching for, John and I just figured out really how to work together strongly. <laughs> that took us a while because <laughs> um, we're very different people and we really enjoy working together. And I'm gonna, and Shelly and I have been working together quite a bit with her role as Deaconess and all the things she does on the building committee. And I find deep pleasure in that. I'm gonna really miss that. Uh, that's, that's causing an ache in my heart even as I speak. So I don't most of the time in life you have to do two things. I want to. I'm celebrating what's coming next, and I'm in pain for what is. So
9: yeah, man, man. Um, somebody. Okay. Um, this is more of a comment, but one of the things that at least I, as a I, as a member, have to be aware of when the new pastor comes, I also have to make adjustments in my own heart regarding changes and the changes in our church. And you're talking to a person that hates change, tremendously hates change. And I'm personally going through changes right now, and I'm not handling that very well. But regardless of the fact, change is going to come. So as members, whoever that person is, um. Yes, we, we um, do need to make suggestions, and I'm all for that, but also we need to make adjustments and changes in our own hearts so when things come up that may not suit our fancy, we just have to say, well, it doesn't suit my fancy, but I- I'm going to just live with that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a great exhortation to all of us. Randy Neighbors, I think he may have said it to me. I don't know. I, I talked to them in so many different contexts over the last weekend. But, for example, he said to his, especially his leaders, uh, folks like me or something, will you commit to stay for a year no matter what? Um, because he, and he was pleading with the congregation to do something similar because he knows how hard transition is. And how easy the human heart is to say, I like this, I don't like that, I don't, I don't like this because it's new. It's, it's foreign is what it's going to feel like. It's going to feel, not to all of us, but to many of us, it's just going to feel foreign, different. And, yeah, Manny, I think most people, as I've understood these things, most people are like you. They don't like change. So, but not liking change means you're going to die as a church. So let's be aware of that. I think we are. Um, Sarah, did, oh, I thought you, no. Not me, not me. <laughs> P, um, do you have a microphone out there? Impressive. Yeah, I'm very concerned about our ministry to young adults. Um, I'll just speak for myself. I've been, uh, I'm raising them for one, um, and my boys aren't terribly interested in being here. Um, And we have a whole host of that, kids that we raised, and they're not interested. We're we're actually talking to them, many of them but then there they're just a lot of young adults who don't want to grow up in the same church that their parents did, and there's nothing we can do about that, so it's a real combination that we have, but um, so yeah, I mean that's that concerns me enough to I've been doing it. Uh, um, I know many others have sue Carter, for example, Pete has um, seth so we, we've been we've been actually asking folks who aren't here anymore why you're not here, and we're getting different opinions and different thoughts, which you can imagine, so, yeah, we – thank you, Pete. We're, we'll involve their input. Else it? Yeah. Mike, do you have a question? Oh,
6: okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that made me think of a real quick question for you is when we're nominating candidates, is there a minimum age you're looking for? If you're looking for young guys, how how young are you looking for?
0: You're you're talking about for the nominations? Kevin, are you talking about for the nominations? Or for the next pastor? Okay. Yes, you have to be 18 to make a nomination. I apologize. You can be 16 or older.
4: Okay.
2: Okay.
0: That's, that's a decision we made at the elders meeting.
2: It would be really nice if we, had, we could choose 16 and overs to see someone that is youth here. I know they had their choice, and they chose not to come to the meeting today. I know that because I was in the lobby when that discussion took place. So, I mean, I hesitate to put a youth down if they don't even care to come to our meeting. So I would like to see youth next week. So if you have a youth hey, maybe you could talk them into coming to this meeting so that we know they're really interested in being part of a committee.
0: I would mention that to Seth. My, only,
2: I my opinion.
0: I appreciate you sharing your opinion. Um, and considering the fact that you're related to one of the youth guys here. Uh, what's that? Yeah, yeah, you're married to somebody that has some influence. Ta- I, would, I would mention to Seth, I talked to him about it. I encourage them to be here. We'll, we'll, we'll exert a little bit more pressure to we'll see what we get there. All right. Last questions to the Curtises, and then Gina has to step up. We may run just a couple minutes late because we started a couple minutes or, um, late. We so, but we won't. We won't go more than a couple minutes late. <clears throat> By the way, if you have ballots, bring. Yeah, Mike is going to start collecting them. If you if you need more time, they should come to me or to the church office. Uh, this isn't a question. It's
2: just I wanted to. Add on to what the Jean Gene said to encourage the youth. Um, they have pretty strong opinions, and not just because I live with two, but yeah. I do hear, and they have some very strong opinions. So I am sorry they didn't come up. I don't know the process. But. Yeah,
0: we'll yeah we'll work to get them here. All right, Gina. Well, as Gina's coming up, as I said in the beginning of the meeting, we are rec- recommending Dexter Hamilton as one of your uh, as another as an elder um, and I will be as Gina's talking will be passing out his testimony um, so and then come prepared to ask questions from that testimony to Dexter and we'll be voting on him as el- for elder next week
10: Good morning, everybody. Um, I just wanted to take a couple minutes to talk about Vacation Bible School um, and to just give you sort of an update on where we are based on last year and coming into this next summer. Um, sort of toward the end, the spring, late, late winter, early spring of last year, we started really thinking about Vacation Bible School and the fact that our numbers had been really low over the past couple of years. Um, I don't think it had to do with the fact that it was at nighttime because we'd had nighttime VBS previously with good numbers. Um, so... We started to try to figure out, is VBS just a thing of the past? Is it not something that's reaching out to our community in the way we want it to? Um, A few of us got together um, probably in the spring and had a kind of exciting conversation about revisioning VBS as opposed to having your typical vacation Bible school um, as some sort of themed camp. Um, so we had an exciting conversation about a nature camp, um, really accessing the park across the street, trying to make some partnerships with the Ducony Dukkini- to Cook Frankfurt watershed, the Audubon Society, other things like that to sort of revision what we do as Vacation Bible School, try and get an interest in our community that would get an interest for, that kids have, but then also... Um, share the gospel of Jesus in the process. Not trying to hide that we were doing that either, but but more trying to do something that is attractive and interesting to our community as a way to outreach to them. Um, In the end, we felt like we did not have the time to pull that off last year, which is why we had our fun carnival and yard sale, which was great. Um, I think our one-day outreaches are fabulous, and they go toward building relationships with folks, but we don't build the relationships and have the impact we do with one day outreaches that we do with a full week of VBS. Can, we can look back at full weeks of VBS even when our numbers are low and say we really developed a relationship with this family in a way that we don't um, for one day. So that's sort of the, the history, the arc of where we've been and that brings us to this year. Um, What we really need to see this happen is someone who's excited to sort of lead this charge. Um, I am happy to be your first lieutenant in this process and really sort of be there and support you and think through things with you and talk to you about how the building works and plan with you as much as possible, but um, I need someone to kind of take up this mantle of this really exciting option and move it forward. one of the things we were talking about in staff is that it doesn't really have to be someone who's like a real kid-oriented, because I can bring that element. I'm not like a massive kid person, but I am the children's ministry director. <laughs> um, want, the, the point being that I do know how kids think and how kids work and programming that will work for kids. We need someone with some pro- project management skills. And so I just I want you to think about, oh, I'm not a kid person, this doesn't apply to me. It might, um, is why I'm saying that. So. That's what I'm asking you all to pray about in the next. I would really love to see that person sort of in place by February. I know we're trying to get a lot of people in place by February based on things we've just heard this morning. But um, to really have the time to start making that happen for this summer, if we're going to see that happen, I think it could be a really big and exciting change for our, our our life as a church and the way we love on our community. Because like we were saying earlier, we've got to change if we're going to do what we need to do, and if if Vacation Bible School is not working, then we've got to figure out what does, so I also don't want to feel like you have to be locked into a nature camp theme. I think we had some good themes going, but if a sports camp is up your alley or some other kind of um, idea that you think would work for our community, then I think we can do that. I have a couple minutes, so I just wanted to throw it out there. If anyone has any thoughts or responses regarding Vacation Bible School and whether or not you think it's something of the past or something. Casey's got a hand. Do we have that microphone anywhere? It's a recording issue. I can repeat it or... I'm just wondering what the date is. So I still think we're probably looking at that first week, the last week of June, the first week of, of, of if school. I'm, I'm willing to move the date. The problem was when we tried to move the date last year, it, it caused VBS to not happen <laughs> in the end because moving it toward the end of August, we lose all of our teens because they go back to um, sports camps and band camps and those kind of things, so we lose them. I think July is an option. Um, is there a reason that you ask that specifically? Well, just because of my own scandal. Okay. I'm, it's on my heart. So I think I, if, there's, yeah. if there's someone, I, I, I don't want to say it's set in stone. It just, I think there's some room for flexibility if we talk, think about and talk about it. So. Okay. Any other questions? All right, so pray about it. If you think you're that person, come and talk to me. If you think you know who that person is, talk to them, talk to me, pray for them. Um, and and I'd love to see this happen. So
0: Debbie, did you have a question? It could be VB we,
2: comment that VBS has always been one of my favorite weeks in the church, you know, through the years. It's just so much excitement having the kids here. I'm glad that there is a new vision and I'm excited about it. So
0: very cool. Thanks. Yeah, we we wanna see this continue great ministry Well, we still have a little bit of time we're doing really well the spirit is moving so any questions about anything that we talked about oh.
4: this is a joint question Audrey and I were chatting um, I don't know if I understand exactly the member the, um, for the search committee and then the actual selection process that our church as a PCA church goes through. It might be helpful, like when we do find the right person to tell us now, what does that look like as far as, is it a member uh, like election or is it the elders only or is it like with recommendations from the search committee? You're talking about for the committee or the person?
0: I'm sorry? The person, the new senior pastor has to be elected by you.
4: Okay. The new church pastor here would have not, to be... Not
0: just Tom DeVere DeRivero. No, you. No. You. no. All of us. Yes, yeah. I just wanted to make sure we're I We're giving you that. the responsibility to vote this yeah. person. Yeah.
4: No problem. Yes. Okay.
0: No, yeah. it's We recommend the person. The search committee recommends the person. And then you have to vote. Yeah. Majority rule. Sue? Thanks for that so,
5: question, Tom. So just okay. to follow up with that then, in terms of timing, is it like the search committee comes up with someone and we're basically need to sort of rubber stamp it for lack of a better do you know what i mean is it going to be early in the process that we get to vote is there well you'll you'll get to hear
0: the person preach for example and you'll interact there'll be times for you especially to hear them preach um and then yeah because we can't just ask you to rubber stamp this that wouldn't be fair to you it has to be a legitimate vote we're not going to take two years like our country does, but uh, we're going to give you enough time to know this person, for sure.
10: Yep. I, it's funny. I, I feel like every church I grew up in, it was in transition of a pastor, so it, it doesn't occur to me that people don't know how this process works. So I feel like you need to keep asking questions about how this process works. The other thing I want to say is, one of the things that I like about being in a Presbyterian church is that our senior pastor does not have all of the power and all of the influence, and so I was also hearing some questions about that. So just remember that yes, they have they have intent, intentional influence, and sometimes maybe a little bit more than others, but they don't run the entire show. So our elders and our congregation and everybody else is, is a check on that. So. I love
0: hearing from somebody who grew up. In presbyterian church man it's (laughs) awesome
9: one other thought i had regarding selecting people for both committees and elders in session um i know we've emphasized youth and um as a person that wants to be young again i am all for that um but I, i also want to say that i think we need to consider seasoned people as well maybe people that are older um you know, but people who have been in this church for a long time, who have um for lack of a better word, outstanding testimonies, I mean, I can think of um some people you know even now who um would be great, let's say to serve on um, in 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 the office of deacon or elder and i've even asked them, and they have you know said I'd rather not but just, just the thought that, you know, just wanting to make sure that you have seasoned people as well as youth um, yes. for all those positions.
0: Yes. Thank you. We have time for one more question if somebody wants it, besides Tim. Tim can have it if nobody else has it. I'll give him that. I love you, brother. All right. Yes, Debbie. <laughs> You, you wanted to hear from T- what Tim had to say? We'll give him a chance to ask it, but we're not going to answer it. Go ahead, Debbie.
2: This is a really hard question for me to ask. And God forgive me if it's there's something, you know, in my heart that's wrong about this.
0: Did you pray about it first? No. <laughs> that's usually the answer that is in my own well, heart. Well,
2: I guess my instinct is to not ask. Well, let me oh. pray first. Okay.
0: Lord... How many times can any one of us in this room say, when you ask us the question, did you pray? Did anybody say, did you pray about it? We always say, you know, no, I didn't pray about it. So we're praying about it for Debbie. Something's on her heart, whether that comes from her own spirit or yours, we do not know. We never know, but you always do. And I pray that you would give her the ability to discern that right now. That um, she needs to be courageous, give her the courage. We pray in Jesus' name.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. Um, nothing would make me happier than having some kind of a minority pastor. Mm-hmm. But I'd, I would hate it if we don't consider people that aren't. I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Okay. We're walking in that balance. We know that in order for us to have an effective ministry in this particular location, that we need diversity of leadership, including the pastors. Um. But we're not going to just put a person in to put a person in. I don't think anybody would agree with that, regardless of what you look like. Um, we, So we're going to ask God for wisdom in that. How do we walk? There's a book out called, uh, it's written by an African-American gentleman. I can't remember his name right now. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, he, It's a book called Right Color, Wrong Culture. Saying you could put a person in here who's, for example, African-American or Latino, but culturally, they may be more white. That might not be the wisest thing to do. That's what he's saying in this book. It's being recommended to us by some folks that we know from the Epiphany Fellowship. Um, So we're not just going to put a person in here to put a person in here. But we do hope that God would create more diversity among our leadership. So we have to, I think what I want to encourage us as a final note is to get out of this. um, We have to stop thinking in either or terms. We have to start thinking in both end terms. I do that pretty easily, but I've, it's just because of the nature of how God has created me. But I recognize that people don't naturally do that. So it's never this either or situation. Either we're looking for, a, per, a minority leader or you know or the the opposite of, of that we have to maintain what i always want to call a sacred tension and i think god is always trying to put us in a in a certain amount of sacred tension in order for us to be one walk by faith meaning one we pray first and we we walk humbly with our god as the holy spirit leads us that's what we commit to do as you lead Let's pray. And thank you for that question. Thank you for your courage. I appreciate that question. Great question. Dear Heavenly Father, we, I thank you for this meeting. Um, yeah, a lot of changes, Lord, are going on. And they've been going on for a while, not just with the, the announcement of John's retirement. That leads me to think that you're shaking things up around here, Lord. And that's, that's hard. We just recognize that that's very difficult. But that's what you do in order that we might not be complacent, that we might not just trust in human wisdom, that we would walk by your spirit and and minister to this, this community, our community, which includes our community at New Life and our community in our neighborhood here and our neighborhoods wherever we live. We need your help so much. We cannot do this without you. So walk with us and give us special insight, each one of us, special insight into what you're doing here. Give us humility. Give us love for one another. And above all, give us a deep, abiding love for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for your time. Uh, We will work very hard at getting the youth here next week. You all have my permission to encourage them to come.